and welcome to the Book Talks podcast. It's the podcast where we interview traditionally and self-published authors. What's their book about? What inspired them? What are the tips and advices they can give to aspiring writers and authors? What's the story behind the story? In today's episode, we will be talking to Mr. James Anstead. He is the author of the book entitled Around the World in Five Lines. This book is a fun and whimsical collection of original limericks inspired by countries all over the world that humor and word, uh, wordplay readers will surely appreciate. Uh, Mr. Anstead, how are you doing today, sir? I'm doing very well today. Right. That's great to hear. So uh, let's get right to it. I, I must say uh, that you definitely have um, a very interesting book. Tell us more about it. What's the story about? What's the book about? Well, when I was 10 years old, I received as a Christmas present a book of limericks edited by Bennett Cerf. And there were maybe 75 limericks in there. I can't remember mm -hmm. all of them, but he included uh, a famous one. There was a young lady from Niger who smiled. She wrote on a tiger. They came back from the ride with the lady inside and the smile on the face of the tiger. That's, you know, mm -hmm. and he, he mm -hmm. collected limericks from, you know, maybe two dozen different writers and put them in a compilation. And as a 10 year old, I like to read almost anything I get my hands on. And I remembered those and I didn't really do anything as a writer myself for many years. In fact, I don't remember getting any assignments in high school. The teacher, English teacher did not ever say to the class, let's write a limerick today. I don't remember a college teacher instructing mm -hmm. the English class to write a, a limerick, but you know, in, in the back of my mind, I had an interest for many years. And then when I was working for the Covenant Kentucky Public Schools, I was assigned as a special education collaboration teacher to an eighth grade class. My role was to help the students in an English class. So the teacher did assign a limerick that day. And I said, why should I just sit here? The students are writing one. I'll take whatever amount of time it involves to write a limerick myself. So maybe it was 12 minutes, and the first uh, limerick I really wrote on my own, although I had read many, uh, would be this one. A certain young man from France eagerly wished to attend a dance. However, his father said, son, after all that you've done, my answer to you is no chance. <laughs> that's a uh, – mm -hmm. go ahead, sorry. Well, no. Ask what you were going to ask. That's fine. Well, uh, for the for the information of our audience, and you know, this is a a, a, um, a poetry genre. Okay, um, basically, for the education of our audience as well, what is a poetry limericks for you, or limerick I, poetry? I do well. There are two types of limericks in my mind. Both are five lines. A traditional limerick had to involve a place name or if you stretch it a little bit of nationality at the end of the first line. And then the first, fourth, and fifth lines had to have the same rhyme scheme. And the third and first, second, and fifth rhymes had to have the same rhyme scheme. And the third and fourth lines had to have a different rhyme scheme. Mm -hmm. And, you know, without going in, in, into details, uh, you don't want to have uh, one line with 15 syllables and one line with four yeah. syllables of uh, imbalance mm -hmm. like that. Uh, but uh, now people are writing poems, five-line poems with that rhyme scheme, first, mm -hmm. second, and fifth rhyme, third and fourth rhyme differently, but it doesn't have a place name at the end, and that's also called a, a limerick poem. But um, I just favor the traditional limerick, which is said to have begun because of a place named Limerick, Ireland. Uh, so. Yes. Mm -hmm. And in the book, maybe there are five that involve a nationality at the end, but almost all of them involve a pl place name at the end of the first line. Then you have to think of how to make that rhyme scheme work for the rest of the poem. Mm -hmm. And uh, I've I've seen that based on on my research, I've, I've seen that it it originated from Limerick, Ireland, and that's very interesting. Correct. Yes, and and. You you also mentioned that you 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 were a teacher. You're you're still a teacher, right? I I, I still am teaching. I'm I just turned sixty seven in July. I probably will teach for the Covenant Schools 
counting this year, uh, this year and two more years after that, and maybe even l- longer. And I began teach my teaching career in 1977. Wow, 44 years, sir. Yeah, you know, sometimes you just say to yourself, where have all those years gone? But it's been 44 years. That's correct. Yeah, and uh, I'm looking at Amazon right now, and it says here about you as the author is that Mr. James B. Ansted's mother fostered a love of literature and appreciation of poetry in him. He began his teaching career in 1977, Away from the classroom, he devotes much of his time to basketball. James holds two degrees from Northern Kentucky University, a BA in history and an MA in education. Wow. Uh, he is currently employed by the Covington Public Schools in Northern Kentucky. His hobbies include reading, listening to music, and occasionally singing at a local pub, cooking, and hiking. Are you of an Irish descent by any chance? On one side of my family, Welsh. Welsh and German. Oh. Okay, okay. Uh, uh, my father, and, uh, Welsh. My mother, German. Oh, okay. All right. Tell us how how big of an impact your mother is to, to your love of, of, of poetry. Okay. Now, my mother did not necessarily read limericks to me, but she read mm. nursery rhymes, all kinds of poems, uh, children's books. I mean, everybody in our family, uh, s- seven children, uh, all of them, uh, you know, from the time, I don't know, probably only re- re- remember because I was too young to remember, but I, I, I know uh, when I could remember things, my mother would be reading to the children almost every night. And I think that makes a, a huge difference in, um, in, uh, you know, your desire to read and, and your uh, interest in education as you go along in school, if you got the love of the English language uh, when you mm-hmm. were very young. And, and my mother gave us all the love of the English language. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. I must say that, um, you know, you, 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 it seems like you definitely your mom made a big impact of uh, how, you know, your 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 love for the literature your love for the English language and um, the 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 limerick and 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 the word play on on the on the on the book. If if for for a regular Joe, if I if I am to like explain this to them, basically around the world in five lines, is I must say that this is this type of writing is more difficult than a three-part novel, three-book novel. Because, of course, obviously, you can just simply go on in writing a story on the novel. But this one, it's very specific. It should be only five lines. It should be rhyming. And uh, and it should be humorous. And the word word play, um, I'm, I'm speechless. You're, you're a genius for writing this one. Uh, well, I appreciate and, you saying that. In, in a certain sense, it's a mm-hmm. short story in five yes. lines. You you have to think of a plot and Harry how to carry that along. And ninety nine percent of the time, the last line's going to provide some humor. Yeah. Yes, and I must say that you know I do travel a lot, and obviously right now we are you know there are some certain countries that are that we're restricted from traveling to. Right. When I've read your book. It made me miss traveling even more because you've discussed, uh, you you have discussed a lot of uh, places, in 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 the in the in the book. And you're correct. It's like telling a short story through a five line, I mean, um, uh, five line uh, uh, poetry, so to speak. Right. Correct. Yes. Yeah. Um. Have you thought? Because um, I, I just, I just would like to know what's your creative process is like. Um, why? Uh, well, uh, you, mm-hmm. you know, you can't really have consistent 
you could, but I think it's hard to have consistency to say to yourself, gee, I'm, I'm going to write one good limerick every day. It doesn't quite work out that way. Some days I might actually think of three. There are other mm-hmm. times where it might be three weeks before I get the right idea and right inspiration to uh, create a, another one. So, but, mm-hmm. but, but once you have like the kernel uh, in, in, in your mind, the kernel of thought, you have to have a place name that's can be rhymed fairly easily, and mm-hmm. you have to think of of what you want to say in the last line. If if, mm-hmm. if you know what you want to say in the last line, and it rhymes with the last word in the first line, I it's not quite as difficult to figure out the second, mm-hmm. third, and, and fourth lines. But but the, but 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 the key is you have to know how you want to uh, make an ending that provides some humor and follows on mm. with the rhyme scheme. And, you know, no, nobody should spend a lot of time trying to rhyme anything with East Orange, New Jersey. That's not going to yes. work too well. But, you know, th- th- there are certain endings of words that are more easy to rhyme than mm-hmm. other words are. So I've, I've mm-hmm. tried a couple tricky ones, but um, mostly I uh, look for things that would not be quite so difficult to find a rhyming pattern. What's the most difficult word uh, word that uh, uh, that that challenged you? Well, um, I, I I used uh, the Isle of Mauritius in one of them. Okay, <laughs> all right, I've seen that. I, I think, yeah. Mm-hmm. And uh, the there were a few other ones. The one with uh, Tahiti involved a little bit of a challenge. Mm-hmm. Uh, but but uh, you know get without uh, reading the entire thing to get uh, Mauritius, vicious and pernicious in the same mm-hmm. poem that was a little bit of an effort and then Tahiti, uh, Zidi and Midi I and to, to make it all work mm-hmm. out for a second and fifth lines so those were two of the tricky ones I would say. Mm-hmm. Well, uh, that's interesting what you said, because uh, you ha- you would have to think of the last line first. Uh, so would you say? Uh, Once you get the place name in mm-hmm. mind, I would mm-hmm. say you want to think of the last line first. Correct. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Okay. So so the, your your creative process is you think of a place, uh, and then you think of the like the last line, because you would want it to be humorous. At, the end of it all, right? Right. Well, I uh, I was in Ireland in 1980 with two friends, and mm-hmm. um, we passed a town called Kilcullen, Ireland, and mm-hmm. uh, that you know uh, just appealed to me to try to write a limerick using Kilcullen. So I'm I follow sports to a certain extent, and I think of people's failing sometimes in sports. So mm-hmm. I said to myself, well, Kilcullen and fall and rhyme, all I have to do is work out the second, third, and fourth lines. So mm-hmm. just, just to read one in its entirety, yes. a rather boastful goalie from Kilcullen sat nursing his pint, angry and sullen. Yes, an easy save he managed to flub, and an irate fan upon entering the pub yelled, oh, how the mighty have fallen. <laughs> can, we give, can we give more to our audience? Can you, can you like read, like, uh, uh, give me like three more places. Okay, sure. A young man from sunny Belize longed for a cooling breeze. However, if they're visiting Duluth, he soon arrived at the truth. It is better to sweat than to freeze. It's the the wordplay. I must say, I'm. I'm uh, it's 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 a uh, it's genius. It's been done beautifully. Because uh, I like the fact that it's not. Um, what you, what's the right word? It's not um, it's not corny. Does that make sense? I mean, it, uh, it sure, does. That, that makes yeah. sense. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it, it well, does I mean, tell a story. My mother didn't write limericks. My mother wrote descriptive poetry, and she had some of hers published in different magazines while while she was alive. So wow. you know, she didn't necessarily teach me how to write limericks or uh, inspire me how to write limericks, but she inspired me in a poetic way, and I just chose yes. a different form. Mm-hmm. Now, now talking hear, about that, um, I'm sorry, sorry. Go ahead, please. What would you like me to read? One more or two more? Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. Just, just two more, uh, two more. Uh, okay. An even-tempered young man from Durango was hit in the face with a ripe mango. However, being quite difficult to provoke, after a thorough cleansing, he calmly spoke. Just remember, it takes two to tango. Durango. Yeah. Okay. One more. 
Okay. A rather confused young man from Mumbai in a Toronto jail cell breathed a heavy sigh. To the other inmates, he would often whine that all he had done was obey the sign, which encouraged him to drink Canada dry. I've read that in the book. Yeah, I've, I've read that one. Yeah, and uh, uh, I'm, I'm, I'm just curious because you, you mentioned uh, uh, earlier that sometimes you can think of like uh, one or sometimes three um, and you've mentioned that your your mom did not uh, um, help you in creating uh, uh, limericks, but it, it inspired you in a poetic way. So when did you when did you start writing the book? Um, what made uh, you interested by 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 limerick poetry, and why limerick okay. style of poetry? Well, I, I told you I, I wrote the uh, limerick concerning France in the eighth grade English class, and mm. uh, I think the teacher saw me writing and uh, said, oh, uh, what did you write? So I showed the limerick to the eighth grade English teacher, and she was fairly impressed. And uh, other people who saw it said, oh, you know, that's good. Why don't you write some more? And it got to the point where I wrote out longhand 200 of, of them and uh, got someone who was a pretty good typist to type them up. And then after a, a, a while, someone encouraged me to send my limericks to a publisher, and I did, and uh, that was probably 11, well, it, it took uh, seven or eight years to compile the 200 limericks, and they've been in publication since 2018, and now you are linked print and media, uh, you know, is the publishing company involved. But, uh, you know, if there was ever an interest and a desire for any more, I have 265 more in an envelope on my table. So you haven't put that in the book yet? Uh, those, well, I'm, the I'm, other one. Mm -hmm. I, I, I mean, I'm thinking, will there ever be a, a volume two? I guess I would have to think of a different title. I don't think Around the World and Five Lines Part Two. That's not too creative. I would probably think of another title, maybe For the Love of Limericks. And mm -hmm. but uh, no, but the, the people at UR Link Print and, and Media know that there's some more possibly awaiting publication. But I'm just mm -hmm. right now waiting to see, you know, how the, how these first 200 are accepted. The the way I look at it, I know that you are, uh, um, you know, trying to republish the, this book right now because I'm seeing here that it's it still has a different publisher on an Amazon, and you're trying to republish uh, this. I must tell you that. There, this is there's a certain niche with this type of of of, uh, of content, and uh, uh, thanks to you, you are a great reminder, Jim, that poetry is not dead. Po it's still one of the most influential. Because uh, if you go back uh, thousands of years ago, um, it, the, the short story started from poetry, and it. You know, uh, novels started from there, right? And and uh, with with this type of, I, 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 if you are in doubt that uh, how would audience would take this, I think you definitely have a very good uh, audience that would be interested. And let me, I, I I'm seeing here uh, um, some of the reviews or the ratings that uh, from Amazon. I'll I'll read. I don't know if you've seen this these types of. Uh, of comments or ratings have you i've seen some and maybe not all of them mm -hmm. uh it says here literally uh, literally around the world in five lines this book around the world in five lines takes you to uh takes you on an adventure i bought this book for my grandchildren where we re where we read a limerick we google the location to find out more about the place they love learning about different spots in the world um as i was telling you a while ago that uh y y your book made me tra made me miss traveling but if you you know since we're not yet you know uh, uh it's not yet advisable to travel the world right now i think your your book is a very good um uh detour uh on how well, to I'm you know yeah 
I appreciate you saying that. Now, you know, you read my brief biography. I do have an interest in basketball. And as a college assignment um, in an English class, this class uh, assignment was write about your favorite place. My favorite place was a playground in Covenant where I was playing basketball almost every day in my teenage years. So uh, I submitted that as my writing piece and got a good grade on it. In fact, the uh, teacher commented at the bottom of, of the paper, you know, if the reading is, it makes me think so that I want to be on the court somewhere playing hoop. Mm-hmm. Wow. Uh, so, and, and, uh, so, 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 you know, so, so, so it, it makes me uh, feel wonderful that other people can read the limericks and think, boy, I, I want to travel and see the world now. Yes, that's that's for me. That's the impact for me personally, sir. That's the impact. I would want to travel these. Uh, I would want to go uh, to to these countries uh, uh, again. Uh, and you know, um, and I've been to different spots in Asia, and and uh, uh, and you know, I would I would want to revisit them again. You've mentioned Manila, and. Uh, um, you, you talk about basketball, uh, and I, I always ask this, no matter what the topic of, of my interview is, no matter what genre of a book, how, how, you, you've been a coach for how many years, Jim? I first started coaching in 1975, so I've coached at various levels since then. So you've started, because you've been a teacher since 1977, but you've been a coach uh, two years prior to you being a teacher. Is that correct? Yes, yes. Wow, okay. So any notable players that we know of in the NBA or any, any, anyone that, uh, um, anyone from your place? Well, not in the NBA now. Um, if, if you followed college uh, basketball in, in the 80s when Villanova upset Georgetown to, to win the NCAA title in 1986, one of their players on Villanova was Mark Plansky. Uh, now um, I uh, coached Mark him, Plansky. you know, in different. Mm-hmm. His name was Mark Plansky, and mm-hmm. he didn't have a great game in that game. But against Illinois early in the tournament, he saved Illinois from being eliminated. He had a great shooting game against Illinois. Now mm-hmm. uh, I coached him at a summer basketball camp in Massachusetts. I, but uh, when uh, you um, think of you know how great you have to be to, to make it in um, pro basketball. You have to um, move up, and uh, you know you're great in high school. You're not quite as great compared to college players. And there's an elite group that plays in professional basketball. Now he was offered a tryout by the Miami Heat, and mm-hmm. uh, maybe was not quite as quick as most NBA forwards. So he didn't make it in the NBA, but he played overseas for a few years. Mm, okay, I'm looking at his picture right now, Mark Plansky. Wow. Okay, um, who who do you think is the goat, the greatest of all time in ba- the basketball history? Well, I mean, th- th- there are different discussions about that, but, mm-hmm. but um, if if you just add it up down the line, points per game plus rebounds per game plus assists per game, that would be Will Chamberlain. But if yeah. you take all the in, intangibles, uh, it's probably Michael Jordan by a, a small uh, amount but because mm-hmm. uh, so usually somebody had to pass Will Chamberlain the ball. He could not create his own shot. Somebody had to get him the ball inside. He wasn't going to dribble up the court himself. Mm-hmm. So, and, and then you probably take into account how, how much did each man contribute to uh, yes. a championship l- level team. Mm-hmm. Uh, but – you know, I'm very annoyed by commentators who uh, disregard the career of Larry Bird and act like he's not even, you know, in, in, in the running for the top mm-hmm. 10 players of all time. They, they mm-hmm. just don't, don't look at the statistics. They don't uh, look at things very carefully. Mm-hmm. And people yeah. make assumptions, you know, that, that, that they assume, oh, you know, this player was a great leaper. This player was so fast. But mm-hmm. maybe Larry Bird wasn't the fastest runner, didn't have the greatest jumping ability, but just compare Larry Bird to Kobe Bryant, let's say. Uh, Larry mm-hmm. Bird averaged almost twice as many rebounds per game. So mm-hmm. it, it just an- annoys me when people 
don't look at all the numbers and know all the facts when they compare players. Exactly. I would agree with you. Uh, for me, Larry Bird is uh, uh, the greatest uh, white guy to ever play, to ever hold the basketball. Uh, um, and uh, that's, of course, the debatable, but uh, there's this one game that uh, I've seen this on a documentary that uh, he was trying to prepare for uh, a Lakers games, but he has a prior game prior to that. So he did uh, not use uh, um, his, was it his left hand or his right hand? He, he, he played left-handed the whole game that game the whole you're game. talking about, yeah. <laughs> That's crazy, right? That's, that is crazy. And he still scored like 40-plus points. Um, yeah, he still had an, an amazing performance. I, I remember that, yes. Exactly, exactly. Well, I think it, it, it also depends on the, John, uh, on, the, on, the, on the era of basketball because some would say that, you know, during Wilt Cham Chamberlain's time, there was no defensive three seconds. Uh, shot clock is, goes back to, of course, 24 uh, uh, and, and all that stuff. Right now, um, in, in the recent years of basketball, you have, you know, hack-a-shack. Uh, uh, you have uh, Hack a Dwight Howard, uh, you know, because they would foul these awfully uh, 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 shooting uh, uh, players in, in the free throw line just to hack the game, right? Um, so it's for me, but for me, definitely. Uh, I mean, Larry Bird and uh, MJ would be the, you know, one there should they should be in the Mount Rushmore uh, in in the in the in the in, uh, you know basketball history, right? Oh yeah, well I've I've always been a big Boston Celtics fan too. My dad wasn't the greatest sports fan, but my mother took me to Cincinnati Gardens when Cincinnati hit a team, and actually, I saw Bob Cousy playing his last season oh. in Cincinnati Gardens. I, I saw wow. Bill Russell and Sam Jones, all the players from that era, play in person eight or nine times. Wow. I mean, uh, um, you know, the 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 the, uh, the trend right now with, I mean, of course, the latest news um, is that uh, you know the, all the Lakers are so stacked up right now. But but for me, my my current favorite player would be Jason uh, Jason Tatum from from the Boston Celtics. I think he's a he's a young yeah. dude that good has choice. a very good very good potential, very good potential, right? I mean. Uh, but right now, it's still... yeah, there, there are differing opinions on how well those Lakers uh, top three can uh, play to, to together, and how the ball's going to move at the end of the game when it's a close game. Some of the, some commentators say it's a, a great move for the Lakers. Some commentators say it won't work out. Well, uh, um, we, we you know we're, we're an exciting audience. Uh, for us to see uh, as as it unfolds, because uh, you know the the um, of course they have to in uh, for me as a, as a basketball fan, they would have to please LeBron of how he plays, and I think Russell Westbrook can blend in with that. I'm not just not sure about Carmelo Anthony. Uh, I am just not sure. Um, I think AD Anthony Davis is very fragile right now because he's injury prone. Um, but yeah, you know, as it unfolds, we're you know basketball fans would be very excited. We have a very good upcoming season, right? Well, definitely should be interesting to watch. But I think the calm there to say put the Lakers in the finals are acting a little bit prematurely. Exactly. Yeah. What, what what do you see? I mean, who are who are the top four teams on top of your head right now that would we would be able to see in the finals? Top four, semis. Uh, well, I I mean I I think uh, Milwaukee will still be strong yep. next year. Uh, well, you know if Philadelphia's got plenty of talent, and if, if they can you know get their let's say fragile psyches in order, Philadelphia. Mm -hmm could uh, challenge in the East. I think Boston going to be a very surprising team. They've got a very solid roster now. Uh, in the uh, West, I mean, uh, Phoenix has a nice blend of uh, youth and veteran play. I, I think uh, the idea of Phoenix being in the finals again is, is not far-fetched. I, I mean, they uh, played very well in, in the playoffs. Uh Utah is a very dangerous team, and mm -hmm. I think uh, 
if Denver is healthy, uh, Denver is yes. going to be very competitive in, in the West. Yes. yes, I would agree with that. And, uh, new, and you know, Nets, uh, New York Nets would be, I mean, Jersey the, Nets would Brooklyn be. Nets, yeah, all, Brooklyn they, Nets, they, I'm sorry. Yeah. All, all sorts of talent. Yeah, they just have to yeah. stay healthy and mesh it, yes. Exactly, exactly. And um, um, with your uh, um, poetry genre right now, um, most authors, if they do have like, I'm sorry, but we're going to go back to the book, okay? <laughs> I know that uh, I mean, sure. you're, you're a basketball enthusiast, I'm a basketball enthusiast, but with um, uh, definitely, uh, you definitely have an audience here. That's what I'm trying to say here, Jim. And um, based on the last five years, this this was like a, a data from different types of online book buying sites, bookstores, and libraries. Poetry genre, surprisingly, uh, is still one of the top three genres that are being bought, uh, uh, like physically. Because of course you can like basically order now an ebook. Um, mostly. Um, the you know uh, audience book buyers right now for the last five years they would want if 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 they like a novel they would purchase it on an ebook but if they would like poetry books they would really uh, purchase a physical book so you definitely have an audience of course there are hundreds if not thousands of poetry books that's basically your main competition um, I would really suggest for you to have because of course some uh, audience might not be able to see the first one but they might be able to encounter the second one and that's definitely true to some uh notable authors they they were not they did not uh they were not known for the first book but they you know due to the um the 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 interest of the second book um audiences also the purchased the first one um, so I, I'm, I think I'm, what I'm trying to say is that you definitely have an audience and um, two things, continue writing and continue talking about your book. Okay, well, there are people who uh, I work with after I showed mm -hmm. them some of the first dozen or so limericks that I wrote. Um, they would ask me from time to time, have you written anything else recently? Um, because, you know, it just gave them a laugh during the day if they saw a new one mm -hmm. and they thought it was entertaining. Uh, so, mm -hmm. you know, I, I got a lot of positive feedback, and, and without the positive feedback from um, colleagues uh, in the education field, uh, I, don't, I don't know if I ever would have made a step of trying to get the book published. Um, mm -hmm. And, you know, it is as, as I said, sometimes – when you try too hard to do something, it, it doesn't come. If, if I say, yes. oh, I, ha I have to think of a limerick day, I have to think of one, well, it doesn't work mm -hmm. out that way. Uh, mm -hmm. and, and sometimes when it seems the least uh, possible moment for you to think of, of, of a limerick, something comes in, into your mind. So, mm -hmm. you know, you, you write two or three in, in, in one day if the inspiration comes, and then you might go at least three weeks before you get the uh, right idea again. Right, right. Uh, and and uh, I I totally agree with that. And uh, one of the because uh, basically you would need you know uh, you would need to test the waters. I think that's what you're trying to say, right? Uh, test the waters yes. and and you know you don't you don't you, you don't push it that hard, you know, because basically um, th th this is one also of the challenges uh, uh, um, of aspiring writers. And, and I'm gonna ask you well, uh, just yeah. for the heck of it, would you want? Me to read an unpublished one? Yes, please. I was about to ask you that. Uh, uh, Give uh, me wait, wait yeah. one second, please. Thank you. Yeah. Okay. So here is an unpublished limerick. Mm -hmm. A mischievous four-year-old from Midway, an entire can of whipped cream did spray. Surveying the mess in the house, his irate mother began to grouse. Then the father said, just let the kid play. <laughs> you have two more? <laughs> sure. Mm -hmm. 
a compulsive late-night snacker from Palmdale, each evening consumes cookies without fail. Quantity over quality is a motto he does employ, and after devouring an entire bag of Chips Ahoy, when asked how they tasted, he replied, stale. <laughs> uh, um, go ahead, another one. Okay. The most polite of three sisters from Hall couldn't join her siblings' conversation at all. Though she made several valiant tries, she didn't get an award edgewise because there was never a law. That's a good one. Um, the 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 uh, the thing about it is that when you know when it when I read like one of the lines, like uh, one uh, limerick, uh, it makes me. Like what the audience from from the Amazon mentioned earlier, it 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 makes you you are making me discover a place. You are asking me to, like, search for this place, and at the same time, there are also words and phrases that I do not know from my own vocabulary. That you also you as the author is also uh, instructing your audience to search for this in a way. What I think what I'm trying to say here is that. Definitely, aside from the wordplay, aside from its humorous content, this is definitely uh, uh, um, an educational material, and I must say that it should reach, it should reach educational sectors, schools, and organizations, because this, you know. Well, uh, um, to be honest yeah. with you, I'm a little bit disappointed. I haven't been able Why? to convince any school systems to buy, let's say. 20 copies of the book to use for either English or geography or could it could work in both uh, subject yes. areas uh, but uh, you know I, I'll keep trying maybe uh, before long uh, get a local school system that will you know use the book and its uh, curriculum mm -hmm. well um, I, I think you know the the, the uh, um, um, marketing can definitely assist uh, you with that because from what I know um, uh, I, I, it's it's not a poetry book but there's a uh, an educational book that's been published by uh, uh, Yardling Print and Media that they were able to reach out educational sectors so it's 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 called uh, syndicated marketing or targeted marketing um, uh, and yeah I mean y you don't need to work I mean do the marketing yourself because basically right now you can actually reach um, uh, um, different schools uh, in different states in, in, in different countries because your story, I mean, th this book, you don't need to be an American to understand this. Uh, you don't need to just because like say, for example, you are of a, from a different country, but you do understand English, you would definitely appreciate this book. Don't you think? Well, the, the to tell you the truth, uh, you know, all limericks, they might make fun of certain character traits, but they bring forth certain character traits, and character traits are universal, whether exactly. it's the United States or Egypt. Exactly, exactly. And and uh, uh, I think that's, that's, uh, that's the exact description of it, you know, uh, um, because... You know, characters, values are are, are, are universal, and and um, one of uh, of the um, of the comments here that makes me agree definitely is that it says that um, the um, the places that you will go when you read this book. So, limerick writing is very precise and follows regimented discipline. In just five lines, the author has to write a beginning, middle, and end to this particular type of poetry, which makes it very difficult. Okay, This book takes the reader on a journey not only around the world by naming new places, stating new predicament, and finally a playful solution, all in just five lines. In five lines. If you like to read different kinds of poetry, this is definitely a great book. That's coming from uh, uh, one of the the uh, uh, verified purchase 
on Amazon because you cannot just simply make a uh, a comment on Amazon without right. you purchasing it, right? So this is coming from a book buyer who made right. you know, very positive and makes makes me uh, feel that you know I've reached that reader. Yes, exactly. And and not, I, I mean I think you've reached thousands of this kind of reader, Jim, and. Um, you know, uh, uh, I would be very excited to interview you for the the second volume eventually. Um, and uh, uh, can you can you read to me like uh, um, three more uh, in in this book? Uh, in, 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 in the book that's in print now. Yes, please. Uh, okay, sure. Mm-hmm. A rather quiet young lady from Meeker. Failed miserably as a public speaker. Though an oratory shyness held him back, self-confidence he did not totally lack, as he was quite an accomplished streaker. Okay. An awkward young lad from Hibbing became the target of mean-spirited ribbing. So to his tormentors he would say that he excelled in the art of ballet, but of course he was only fibbing. Mm-hmm. Okay, and here's one more. A skillful septuagenarian surfer from Havana deftly fielded questions in his modest cabana. Asked whether he made any allowances for age, he answered with the wisdom of a sage, you will never see me buy a green banana. <laughs> okay, I've seen that. There are actually also um, um, my, uh, those things I, uh, the, that you've uh, just stated just right now are, are, are one of the... Uh, uh, a uh, few uh, lines that I do like, but there are also some lines that uh, I'm, I'm going to read that to you. Is that okay? If, if, sure. if it's my turn. That's fine. Okay. All right. Um, one here. Um, a rather notorious slacker from Gary of his supervisors seemed unusually wary, although it was truly his norm to raise laziness to an art form. For once in his life, he did not tarry. That one. Okay, sure. I remember that one. Yes. You, you do. You remember that? Um, sure. Uh, I, I I wonder if you've been. Uh, uh, have are are you like a frequent traveler, Jim? By any chance? Uh, well, uh, every uh, summer I travel on the East Coast. Uh, in 1980, mm. I traveled to Ireland and England with two friends, mm. uh, and. Uh, you know, to, to be honest, I have not been to every place I mentioned in, in the limericks, but I, I have certainly uh, been. <laughs> That's to, actually my uh, next question. <laughs> yeah, I, 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 I've been to a certain percentage of, of those uh, places. I've been to Limerick, Ireland, mm-hmm, mm-hmm, but mm-hmm. but no, nobody was reading limerick poetry there. But it was a beautiful town in 1980. I hope it still is. Uh, so mm-hmm. um, at, at least I had the experience of being in the city that the poems were named after. Mm-hmm, exactly, and uh, um, one more. Uh, the, 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 this one, an imaginative young lad from Wales, liked to embellish the truth and tell tales. His father remarked, "You're quite entertaining. It's true, but just let me impart some wisdom for you. Try honestly when all else fails." So you see, um, I hope the audience by now, as, as we wind down this conversation, w- would be able to get. Uh, what we're trying to well, tease see, here. I, I think the, the, the best thing, the most desirable thing for me as an author would be if 200 people each had a different choice for their favorite one. Yes. <laughs> that's that's the goal. That's the goal. Yeah, that that, that, that would be a very worthy goal. Uh, you know, that's probably not going to happen. But, 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 but uh, in some of the re- reviews, like mm. I would say that in the different reviews, nobody has quoted the same three, and that is good for me. That that, that, I've noticed uh, that one reviewer thinks these three look like they're appealing. The reviewer says, "Well, these are three that I like," so th- th- that's a positive thing uh, for me. Exactly, and yeah, I, and I I, I I I get your point, and I totally agree with that. That you know, your your goal here is to extract different kinds of different types of of, of appreciation from different. Uh, 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 from from two hundred people who would be able to choose which one of their which one of this is their favorite, right? Um, Correct. 
yeah, but I think they can. Uh, I'm. A, uh, I don't think that they would only like one. Uh, for me, I've I've, I've been. Uh, um, it puts a smile on my face whenever I finish uh, uh, one particular limerick. Well, and, not necessarily uh, that they only, only like one, but different people would have different favorite ones. That's my exactly. you know purpose exactly. in mind. Mm-hmm. So, um, uh, last two questions: How would you? What would you advise? To potential uh, 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 writers and authors uh, 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 of this kind of genre, go ahead, Jim. Okay, for uh, one thing, be patient. Um, don't force yourself to try to think of a good limerick every day. That's going to be difficult to, to do. It's a it's a time consuming process. If somebody else wanted to compose 200 of them, it might take that person another six or seven years to, to, to mm-hmm. really get, you know, limericks that uh, w- work out and uh, are, are good examples of the, the form. And, and then if you're thinking of publishing it, don't give up if there are discouraging uh, aspects in, in the beginning. Um, mm-hmm. You know, Anything worth accomplishing is going to take some effort and labor in, in the process. So mm-hmm. if, uh, I mean, there are a lot of books that are compilations of limericks that are you know, like anonymously published and you don't really know who, there might be 500 limericks in some books, but mm-hmm. I mean, there have not been a lot of people who uh, wrote 200 original ones and try yes. to publish it. I, I hope people in the future, other people will uh, uh, attempt that. I, I mean, th- there are so many place names in, in the world, and you could also do what I call the non-traditional limerick, just have the five lines with the same rhyme scheme. Uh, mm-hmm. but, but you have to be willing to uh, take some time to achieve your goal. You have to be willing to you know, face some setbacks if as an author you want to eventually be published and have a decent amount of readership. Exactly. And, and uh, I, again, uh, I must say that it's it's this book, you, you, this is the type of book that when you travel and while you wait for your, uh, for your, for your train stop, you just need to pull out a 48 or 50 page uh, uh, limerick poetry and then you, you jump from one page to another and, it gives you good vibes, you know, and it's 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 witty, it's creative, it's precise, it's fun. I would definitely invite um, uh, potential yeah, book and, buyers, and, and, and maybe it even it even gets an adult to go to an atlas and say, "Now, where is this town?" Exactly, exactly. I would agree with that because that basically also an impact to me. It made me research on a particular place because I def- and I, I I don't know the place of. Um, uh, how do you pronounce this? Adelaide, a young man from. Oh, that's in Australia. Yeah. See, I, I don't know that. <laughs> in Saint Croix, uh, I, I don't know that. Uh, uh, you. So, so the thing is, it's definitely educational. It's fun, but it makes you do your own research as well in a fun way. But you're not. Does that make sense? I, I mean, it gives you like. Yeah, it it, it, yeah. it makes it makes a lot of sense to me, and uh, w- one of my. Uh, Colleagues uh, who read some uh, just said, you know, it's it's a combination of uh, poetry and geography, and uh, you, and, and well, it, it might be vocabulary too. You might want to look up a, a word yes. that's in one of them. And yes. and as far as that goes, my mother loved words, and she certainly ingrained in me a love of increasing my vocabulary and in fact i even attended high school where i took latin for four years and i learned that so many mm-hmm. english words have latin roots yeah. yeah and you know that definitely helped me expand my vocabulary mm-hmm. exactly well um uh, uh as we wind down uh with with our interview i i thank you so much for your time by the way uh, thank you for your talent for sharing this book to the world. And um, if you are still hesitant up until now, uh, let me tell you this one to you, uh, Jim, that you definitely have an audience, a reserved audience here for this type of genre. Why don't you invite them to grab a copy of the book? Well, I, I think if if you 
love poetry but don't like long poems, then this is the book for you. You can choose how many five-line poems you want to read in, in one day, and hopefully in these uh, times of crisis, it will give you uh, humorous uh, – you can think of something that that will um, make you laugh when we have all these uh, world problems uh, facing us yeah. now. Yeah, I, I I would agree. I mean, uh, this is a fun way to distract to to productively distract yourself from what's going on right now, right? Um, uh, and um, uh, I, I really thank you for your time and. Uh, um, um, so again, uh, the title of the book is "Around the World," uh, "Around the World in Five Lines" by Mr. James Ansted. We will be waiting for the second book, sir. And uh, if I can just give you an advice, it would be to to just talk more about your book whenever there's a chance. Um, uh, um, basically, write more about this kinds of. Of of uh, of of uh, uh, poetry genre because though poetry is still in demand, there are just few few authors that basically focuses on poetry. They did not they did not know that uh, again poems are still the, the the you know the in the top three when it comes to book sales, physical book sales. Well, I. I know that sometimes people hear the word poetry and they get a little bit a apprehensive, but I, yes, you know, from my mother, uh, luckily at a very young age, I learned that poetry can be a lot of fun and quite entertaining. Exactly, exactly, and I, I, I'm I'm just going to uh, give you a couple uh, a couple um, I mean maybe a one or two more questions. How would you invite the young ones right now? I mean those young ones who are just starting to appreciate uh, poetry, teenagers, uh, uh, um, 25 years old, below, how would you invite them? How, how would you entice well, them for the, this? The, they don't have the right limericks necessarily, but just start off, uh, see if, if, if you can write a four-line poem. I mean, there's something called free verse, blank verse, but uh, I mean, uh, the, 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 the challenge... Uh, is, is to use a, a, a rhyme sc scheme. Uh, so, you know, there, there are different way, ways to do it. You can have uh, just a four-line poem. You think of what you want to write about. First and second lines rhyme. Third and fourth lines rhyme differently. Or you can alternate it. First line rhymes with third. Second line rhymes with fourth. It doesn't have to, you know, be anything uh, heavy. Uh, it's it, it, it to be a, a fun poem and that's how I would start out, just to see if you can uh, write a, a four-line uh, poem that makes sense and uses a rhyme scheme. And, and, uh, and, and you know, it's up to the person. It, it, everybody has certain interests. They have to think of something that's appealing to them. And mm -hmm. instead of just writing a paragraph about it with several sentences, make a short poem about it. Well, yeah, uh, um, definitely. I... I, I um... But would you say that, because um, uh, basically maybe one of the hesitancy right now is that um, uh, the, the uh, you know, vocabulary, the challenges of vocabulary, the challenges of geography for these young ones, uh, would you think that that would be a hindrance? Well, if, if a young student wanted to read the book, if, mm -hmm. if you know if they have that intellectual curiosity, I think mm -hmm. that person would look up the word or would mm -hmm. go on the computer, Google, or go to a, an atlas and look mm -hmm. up the the place. I I mm -hmm. I think you, you can look at it, at it both ways. I don't think it, it would really discourage too many people. I think it would get people thinking, even if they're a, a fourth grade student, say, "Oh, gee, that, that's a new word. I'll look that word up," or "That's mm -hmm. a place I never heard of. I'll find out where it is." Exactly. Yeah. Well, yeah. One one great example, I think, and you know that we could relate on the book is that um, Marshall Mathers, the the Eminem, the rapper. Um, he did not graduated high school, but his verses from his songs, his rap, the way he does it is that he does read a dictionary every day, 
Like he he right. would find those rhyming words. And I when I when I was reading your book, that's one of one artist that came into my 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 mind and his story that you know you don't need to really have a high education to understand. Uh, or just because you don't have an enough education doesn't prohibit you from searching or you know going to atlas uh, the geography the words uh, well and in in college high high school in, in in college many people have almost everyone has a high school diploma uh, but uh, you know a certain percentage also have college degrees but that doesn't uh, you know guarantee you're going to be a better poet if you have a high school diploma or a college degree now I'd agree. I have some interest in music. I, uh, Bob Dylan gets a lot of credit for writing excellent lyrics in his songs. He dropped out of college after a semester. Right, and, right. And, and many people can consider him the, the best songwriter of the last 50 years. Mm-hmm. Yeah, exactly. And, and uh, um, can we... Can we uh, um, is there anything else that you would want to... to like any... any uh, 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 anything else that you would want to discuss on the book that we haven't covered yet, by any chance? <laughs> well, 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 not necessarily just my book. I I, I would advise people uh, doesn't have to be a 400-page novel. Just read more. I, I think reading is is like a, a lost pastime in many cases. People, you know, that they might read something off the computer screen, but as far as uh, reading something for pleasure, that doesn't. Uh, have the same meaning that it did when when I was growing up. Uh, I mean, whether it's limericks or uh, narrative poetry or a novel or a history book, I would just encourage people to read more. I think that's uh, the biggest advantage to society when you have a literate society and, and people are more uh, aware of all different um, aspects of life through their own ability to find out more. Mm-hmm. The things, the simple things that we forget, that we, that we take for granted, right? It's as simple as well, this. Well, right? I'll leave you with one quote. I've read some of Mark Twain's works, and he once said, the man who will not read is no better off than the man who cannot read. Uh, and, uh, wow. On that note, um, I thank you so much for your time, Mr. Anstead. And, again... Around the World in Five Lines. Uh, go check it out on Amazon. I understand that this will be republished, sir, right? Uh, by you, Arling Print and Media. Yes, yes, okay. yes. All right. And, and when we... it's mm-hmm. and republished, it can be uh, purchased in uh, paperback or hardcover. Okay, good. Very good. Okay, the good thing is once the the the... A UR link version will be out. I think the, the 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 old version as well. You can you can cancel this one so that the, the that's the only one that will be available. Soon enough, that will be true. Yes. 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 And uh, can we end this uh, conversation by by teasing our audience? Uh, some uh, give me like three unpublished uh, limericks that oh, you have there. Okay. Sure. Okay. <laughs> now, uh, now, 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 this is one where I really resulted to, let's say, silliness, and you have to know something about American television to, to get it. This is one that I like. Mm-hmm. A classical literature scholar from the Lesser Antilles believed the ideal of manhood was mighty Achilles. A pal noted, your hero may be brave, but he ranks no better than a knave when compared to Jethro on the Beverly Hillbillies. <laughs> okay. TV reference. Mm-hmm. Uh, a very dependable employee from Santa Cruz was asked to test some super-strength glues. Oh, he was ready, willing, and able until he became attached to a kitchen table and was featured on the 6 o'clock news. <laughs> right, and, uh, here's one more then. A rather temperamental animal fancier from Delaware, his knowledge of species would willingly share. Whenever anyone got into a habit of calling his prize pet a rabbit, He would bellow, "You fool! That's a Belgian hare." <laughs> Mr. Anstead, thank you so much for your time, and uh, I, 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 I really enjoyed talking with you. Thank, thank you very much. I look forward in talking to you on the second book. You've teased our audience, and now, and I, and I think that gives you a, a compelling reason to publish that second volume in the very near future. Okay, well, I I hope it turns out that way. Thanks for all your compliments.
Thank you so much for your time, sir. You do have a great week ahead, okay? Sure. Okay, and, and, and enjoy your day. Appreciate it. Thank you. Have a great one. Bye-bye. Okay. Bye.